Hello Fetches, this is a crowdsourced podcast, The Best Bits Part 2 for 2020. Fetch Everyone is a free website for use for anybody, from runners, swimmers, cyclists and anyone in between. Anyone can use the website, all features are free to all and happy users donate to the running of the website. If you wish to donate, you can do so monthly, weekly, one-off contributions. Click the donate button at the bottom of a page. I had my hair cut, but not by my usual hairdresser. I'm looking at the person who cut my hair right now. Yeah, I did a pretty good job, I think, all in all. Yeah, considering um, the amount of hair I had initially. Mm. Um, I think my um, my hairdresser chat was pretty good. Yeah? So, going anywhere nice on your holidays this year? Nope. Nope. <laughs> you got the day off from work then, have you? Nope. No. Slash Yes. Slash, I've got every day off from work now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I became the hairdresser in that discussion then, didn't I? You know, we sort of switched roles. Yeah. And anyway, you've picked up your ukulele now. Um, do you want to do some, uh, illustrate your chords for us? Well, I just picked it up because, um, yeah. Yeah, so this is a C. features an echo but it's not a year we want to echo let's have a listen to this on the run that i did with um elsie and wine legs um elsie was treasure hunting and she found a sound hello fetches <laughs> this, this is elsie too wine legs and we are out treasure hunting. I think we found a sound. It's a bit echoey. Echo! Ice cream! Chocolate! <laughs> oh, good cackling. <laughs> That was great, wasn't it? Just a silly little thing like an echo can be so much fun. Welcome to August, folks. And Jovial Gnome talks about his Mirkwood rest home for retired sheep. Hello, Fetches. Jovial Gnome here. I was asked a little while back by Katie B to do a piece about the Mirkwood rest home for retired sheep, which is what I do here. Um, but unfortunately, we had a couple of sad events one after the other, and it did rather take the wind out of my sails. But things are more or less back on an even keel now, so I thought I would uh, do a little piece and just tell you what we get up to here. The f- question I get asked most often is, what is a retired sheep? Surely a retired sheep is Sunday lunch. And in most parts of the world, a retired sheep is a Sunday lunch, or hot pot, or dog food, or whatever. But not here. 
We take in sheep that have reached the end of their breeding life. They're just dragging on the ground or they simply can't conceive or whatever. And they say normally they would go for slaughter, end of. But here I offer them a home. Um, I can't do it for many because we're limited on land. But what, what I can do is offer some sheep a nice little home until such time as they turn their toes up of their own accord or we have to make that decision for them. So a bit of a history lesson. I started life... Well, I didn't start life. My working life started, I was a farmer. I milked cows for almost, getting on for 30 years, I suppose. And to be honest, I didn't really think too much about where animals went when we'd finished with them. It never even dawned on me, if I'm being honest. And um, I spent the majority of my life doing that. But then 10 years ago, my father died, um, left me some money. And so I moved here to Boston, bought a little bit, bought a house with two acres of land and my intention was to try and make lots and lots of money out of it. Um, I was going to keep cows and sheep and everything but almost the same day that the first five sheep walked through the door I thought I'm never going to be able to sell those and that was how much I fell in love with them pretty much overnight which still flabbergasted me from that day to this because I was quite a hard-bitten farmer. So anyway, we had those five sheep. I bought a ram and the ram begat more sheep and we had more sheep. And eventually we got up to sort of, I don't know, 20-odd, mid-20s. And I couldn't just couldn't keep them. I hadn't got the room for them. But luckily, at the time, my neighbour had been having trouble. He's going looking after some land for some friends who had gone to America. He had a lot of trouble with horsey people and not shutting gates, not paying his rent. And he asked me if I'd like to rent this two-acre field off him. And I said, yes, please. So I had the two-acre field, which then gave me virtually doubled what I'd got. So I sent all the boy sheep off down the field, down the road, and kept all the girl sheep there, here. And things have gone on ever so nicely since then. I made the decision that as Elvis got older, he was um, in a position to um, begat sheep with his own children, and that wasn't going to work. So I shunted Elvis off to the field where he stayed until such time as he turned his toes up two years ago, I think. But, um, so, of course, we didn't have any more babies. That was end of it. I wasn't going to buy another ram, so that was it. And then, again, as the girls here slowly left us, sadly left us, I'd got a little bit more space. And I saw somebody advertise on Facebook uh, five uh, old ewes as grass cutters. I think he wanted 50 quid a piece for them. Um, it will go for slaughter if nobody wants them. So I immediately sent him a message and said, oh, I'm uh, he said, well, you can't because I've sold two of them already. He said, but you can have the other three. So I loaded up the trailer, set off, went and did um, Brynback Park Run down in Wales, stopped at a Premier Inn overnight and collected these three, they call them the Beaudley babes, three girls from Beaudley on the way back. That was Princess, Hepsibar, and Katie. And... Uh, and we, we had them and I looked after them. And, and then somebody else saw the post and said, I see you run a sheepy hotel. Can my girls come and stay with you? And I said, yes. And so five more girls came and stayed with us from Coxwold in Yorkshire. By that time, we were getting a bit full again. So um, luckily, nobody else had asked. So I, I just so I looked after the ones that I got. And in the interim... We've had girls had to have turned their toes up and said goodbye. We've had some that we've had to say goodbye to. And that really is, for me, the saddest and hardest part, is having to make that decision for them 
knowing when, if you die, you're doing it too early, have you left them too long? It's, yeah, really is very, very sad having to say goodbye. But there you go, that's what we do. Um, there is absolutely no income from it whatsoever. I mean, even the wool, I don't know whether you've probably noticed this year, there's been lots of stories about, you know, can't give wool away. But even at the height, well, a fleece was worth pound fifty if you were absolutely lucky. And if it was a bit mucky, they'd say, no, nah, no, nah, we don't want it, sort of thing. So, and it cost me 300 quid to get them sheared. So there's absolutely no money in that, no money coming from anywhere else, and I got myself into quite a little bit of financial trouble. Somebody suggested putting a post on GoFundMe, and public and friends were just absolutely, totally and completely awesome. They rallied to the cause, um, they sent me money, and it allowed me to keep going doing what I'm doing. Um, and then I bumped into the most amazing lady I have ever, ever met, a girl called Mandy Foister. She runs ultramarathons. And so I came across her on a Centurion post on the Centurion website and she was singing a song. On, on, the, on the course, she was actually running this and singing a song to a sheep. And I said, well, if you like sheep that much, come and have a look at ours. And that's where the friendship started. And last year... Everything she did, she ran the London Marathon dressed in a big sheep costume. She did uh, a personal best in the great uh, Manchester Marathon. She ran the Lakeland 50. She ran the Thames Ring 250 miler. And it culminated in a running spine race, 268 miles up the Pennine Way in January of this year. And in all in all, she's raised us well over £4,000. And that's kept us going. Um, luckily, I'm in a position where I'm earning a little bit more now as well, so that takes the pressure off as well. So it just allows us to do what I'm quite passionate about. I mean, I've gone from a, a couldn't-care-less meat-eating farmer to a passionate vegan. Um, just give me a chance to bend your ears and I will. And uh, so, that's yes, that's what we do. Um, money, of course, is always going to be a problem because there is none coming in. So, again, Mandy, wonderful girl that she is this year, said, well, why don't... Because there are hardly any races anyway, said, well, why don't we put on a virtual race? So we sort of kicked it round a bit. We thought about having multiple distances and decided that was probably too difficult. And, in, and then we thought about, well, what distance are we going to go to? And I said, well, half marathon is challenging enough that, you know, some people are going to find it challenging, other people will run it quite easily. So we settled on a half marathon. We got a company to do the entries and the registrations and everything for us. And Mandy designed the most amazing medal you've ever seen. It was a sheep doing a running. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, just to make it pertinent for this year, why don't you put a face mask on him? And so she did, and we have got the most awesome medal. So anyway, this is a quick plug, if I'm being absolutely honest. Um, we've still got, I think, we've sold 630-odd places. We can go up to 750. That's the limit of the medals we've got. So if anybody wants to do um, a virtual half marathon with the most amazing medal you have ever seen, then by all means, um, if you Google it, it'll come up. Or either have a look at that or have a look at the, my Facebook page. It's called the Merkwood Rest Home for Retired Sheep. And you can go back years and years and years and years and see pictures of me cuddling sheep and being daft with sheep and everything. I say, if somebody had told me 10 years ago that I would end up doing what I'm doing now, I wouldn't have believed them. So I'm bound to have missed something out. I've been dreading doing this 
for a long while. But anyway, I've done it. Hopefully that's it. If you want any more, like I say, please, please message me, talk to me, whatever. Um, and, yeah, we just appreciate your interest. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Jovial Gnome is full-time employed. He's a parkrun extraordinaire. He's a former Boston parkrun RD, and now he's a parkrun ambassador. He's a very, very busy person and still finds time for his passion and love Merkwood Rest Home. Great thing. Look out for the uh, Sheepy Shuffle in 2021. We've got another August contribution from our very own lockdown band of Fetch Musicians. Created and edited together by Ed J. He spent a lot of time and effort on this and so did all the musicians. Thank you to each and every one of them. Let's have a listen. Thank you. 
September's contribution was from the great outdoors and from our usual podcast host, Katie, who loves an outdoor swim. Hello, Fetchies. Hello. We are at our table in the... the Wilson Arms? The Wilson Arms in Torva. Wilson something. I thought it was the Wilson Arms? Yeah, probably. It's okay. probably Arms. In Torva. And um, we are sneakily recording a podcast. Yeah. We like to get ahead of ourselves. We do. Uh, It's the night before Coniston Chill Swim. Three miles for me and for Heligant. And 5.25 miles for Nightjar. And we're all in the same restaurant but at separate tables due to, you know... The thing. The thing. Yeah. Mavis. (laughs) (laughs) And... um, I'm on my second gin and tonic. No, no. Gin and ginger. Yeah. And I feel like I'm not taking the whole thing particularly seriously, despite the fact that the Met Office is predicting... I tell you what, your face. (laughs) All, like, for the the last 24 hours, you've been going, oh, the weather forecast's not looking very good, is it? But no, I'm not going to look at it anymore. I'm not going to look at it anymore. And, and then in the car on the way back from registration you came back with your pack and your hoodie and your reach up and you said perhaps I should take a look at the weather forecast for tomorrow Yes. Uh, and I've been holding back on telling you what I discovered when I looked at the Met Office <laughs> um, and the Met Office says that the, the peak temperature tomorrow is going to be 7 degrees which is ridiculous for, like for... 3 weeks ago it was 30 yeah. And now seven, and feels like zero. Apparently, this no. is what the Met Office is saying. No, but it's okay. Your face, though. though, it's okay because I've looked at the BBC, and we all know that the BBC. Yeah, they're the M and S of yeah. weather forecast. And um, <laughs> it's actually more like twelve degrees. Feels yeah. like. Yeah. Probably thirteen. Let's be fair. And only a gentle breeze from the west northwest. Or yeah. to the west northwest. Which way is it? From the west northwest. Northwest north. <laughs> <laughs> From left to right. So a bit of a right. bit of an in swinging run. Oh, fly. Swim. Don't knock your. No, home. no. I'm being very careful. Not um, to do that. So we could have a bit of chop from the left of us. Yeah. Jokers to the right. And um, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, so your gin is very top-heavy, that's how the, the barman described it. I'm working on it, and yeah. it will not be top-heavy for much longer, but that's all I'm drinking, and then I'm on tap water, uh, fish pie, maybe pudding, bed. Yeah. That's my plan. Cool. Okay, so do you think you're going to do another one of these in the morning when you're all sort of like... Of course they will. ...cacking your knickers, that kind of... <laughs> don't, I'm a lady, you know. <laughs> don't do cacking. Okay. Someone, one of my staff deals with <laughs> have, the, have the people come in and sort the cack out yeah no we don't really have staff but you know apart from Mavis there's Mavis oh, well perhaps never use this yeah. but anyway. anyway people are listening to this <laughs> maybe and judging us possibly or falling asleep anyway look yeah. um, that's enough I think I'll perhaps talk to you tomorrow yeah cool Okay. Bye. Bye. Zip, 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 zip. So it's five to eight.
Nom, nom, nom. Katie's I'm... finishing her toast, so I'll speak for this bit. You chew away. One last mouthful. Yeah. Oh. So it's five to eight mm-hmm. on race day. Well, not race day, event day. Let's event call it day. that, because you're not it's planning not on race. racing anyone, are you? No. And it's not a race, it's an experience. Yeah. Um, so what sort of a night did you have? I was a bit hot for a while. Um, mm. And then um, I eventually managed to settle down and get some some good sleep, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I was looking at the walls in this place, and, and they're about two foot thick. Is it raining again? No, that's that's just uh, steam from the lake where it's so warm. It's bloody raining again. Oh dear. <laughs> it's pouring. Yeah, I think there's showers on and off, aren't there? Okay, but... I don't know. I'm trying not to look at the weather anymore. Yeah. Anyway, so so you had a reasonable night. Had a reasonable night. I'm trying not to worry about silly things like we won't be able to park at the event car park and. Yeah, a specially designated space. Yeah, um, and um, I'm a bit kind of preoccupied, I suppose, with how I'm going to get on with the cold of it, mm-hmm. and I'm a bit preoccupied with my achy shoulder, but it's always a bit achy, so I've done two and a half mile swims with a shoulder that was a bit achy beforehand, and it coped absolutely fine, so just yeah. got to keep reminding myself of that, really. Yeah. And if need be, I can sort of carry you about for the rest of the day, so if your shoulder's not working. <laughs> I don't need my shoulder to walk. <clears throat> I know, but I'd quite like it. Okay. You know. Fair enough. No, I'm I'm very, very nervous is the way that I would characterise my feelings at the moment. Butterflies yeah. and but I have got my toast in and um that was my first breakfast and my second breakfast is my porridge. And I've put my eye drops in and yeah how far suggests getting your butterflies to all fly in unison that's true i should do that get them doing little tiny sculling motions as well yes yeah to yeah. help me on my way yeah but um nightjar's just about to set off from his b&b off down to the finish area where he will get a bus to the start area even though our b&b is of well our cottage and and Nightjar and Silver Shadows B&B are about halfway between the start and the finish, aren't we, I'd say? Yeah, yeah, although the the start and finish are on the east side of the lake, so if they came and picked Noel up, sorry, if they came and picked Nightjar up on mm. the way, they'd probably have a longer journey. Well, it was so. more that I was thinking that, we, you know, if, if you're doing the full thing... Um, Nightjar could just nip down to the start on his on his on his own, but I think it's mm. all quite strict and COVID secure and buses only and yeah. all of that, which is fair enough. We don't want to make the organisers have more anxieties, no. really. They probably have good reason for it, don't they? I'm sure they do. Yeah. yeah. So mine and Elegance bus at eleven thirty. Yeah. And we start swimming at twelve, and we're starting from a place called Bailiff's Wood. Yeah. Cool. So anything else to add in this little segment, or oh. should we rock forward until those giddy moments before I'm about to say goodbye to you on the bus? Yeah, let's let's go till then, and if I haven't got anything to say then, you'll have to say it all. All right. Okay. I'll describe the look on your face as they, uh. as they wheel you away. <laughs> mm. Okay, right, well, we're going now. Let's talk to you soon. Bye. Zip, 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 zip. Hello. 
we're in the car now and it's uh, 11 o'clock, five past. Mm-hmm. And Katie's getting a bit twitchy about getting out and making <laughs> sure she's twitchy. standing in the appropriate place to follow all guidelines, rules and regulations yes. as stated in the race pack. Mm-hmm. Um, event pack, event pack. Um, it's raining again. It just started raining again, so you're not allowed out of the car till it stops because I bet you a pint that it wouldn't be raining when I dropped you off. Mm. Um, anyway, it's enough from me. How are you doing? Um, nervous. Yeah. Very nervous. That's um, gone down from very, very nervous earlier. <laughs> um, I've got... Yeah. I've got super nerves. Super nerves? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think I'm, I'm getting... In a weird way, I am getting calmer the closer we get to just getting on the bus and getting to the start. Yeah. Um... And it's becoming more of an in- inevitable thing, whereas there were so many uncertainties when I woke up this morning, like, yeah. will we be able to park there? Will we be able to do this? Will we be able to do that? Will I eat my porridge? I've done all that, and, um, yeah, it's yeah. sort of time to get on with it, really, isn't it? Well, I think you said, um, when, we did our <laughs> when we did our first recording, mm. um, that, like, now that we'd arrived, we'd done the journey... Yes. That was, like, before you'd done the journey, there were lots of things that could go wrong. We might not get there. Like, something mm. might happen. You might break a leg. Um, and you felt better that that bit of uncertainty had gone. And now a whole load of other bits of uncertainty had been paired away. Yeah. So you just left with yeah. still more uncertainty ahead. But yes. you are surfing uncertainty at this precise moment. Yes. And you will surf it all the way along that lake. I know you will. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I'm going to do, though, right now? I'm going to leg it. No, I'm going to stick my sticker onto my toe float because I've just thought if it's raining outside, it's going to be hard to dry this. And i better stick it on when the toe float is dry. Okay, yeah, good point. Do you need to inflate it? I do need to inflate it, but I think I'm just going to... All right, we'll stop the recording. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, everybody, I just got <laughs> distracted by needing to no, do things. No, it's all right. It's okay. Bye. So, last time you joined us, Katie was eating her pre-Coniston three-mile swim toast, and now she's eating her post-Coniston three-mile swim toast, Mm. and just gently juddering. A gentle bit of juddering. Yeah, the shivers are gradually leaving me. They're not as violent as they were 20 minutes ago, are they? I think the quote when like you came out of the water mm. you was you smiled at me when you saw me yeah like maybe like ah there is my warm things and my husband yeah. um and then like within two minutes later once you'd collected all of your things you said that was <laughs> the worst thing i've ever done the hardest thing i don't know what to think something like that <laughs> do you want to go to the car to get your stuff on i don't know do you want to go to the the tent and get your things on. I, I, uh, I don't know. So I just had to lead you back to the car and yeah, yeah. It's really hard when you're that cold. You don't know. Yeah. You don't know which thing to do first, and you you know that you need to get warmer. Yeah. And that's the really important thing, but you don't know how to achieve it. And I was so cold. I'd been cold for a, over an hour. Yeah. I I got to what I thought was going to be my coldest point after I'd been swimming for an hour. Yeah. And then it got gradually colder. <laughs> um, I don't know how Heligant did that in skins. That is 
pure nails um, and all of the skin swimmers and the ones that did it from five and a quarter miles as well. Wow, yeah. I don't know. Um, but um, we got to the car and I just knew that I had to get my wet things off and then I just needed to be in somewhere sheltered and that's yeah. what I did really, wasn't so it? A well-practiced routine, really. And yeah. Just do all the things you got to do. Wet things off, dry robe on, towel round me, into the car. Ian had bought me a hot water bottle and hot chocolate. Fire up the quattro and get yeah, you home. exactly. <laughs> and now here I am, attempting to get toast in me. Yeah, you're doing all right. Doing all right. Yep, yeah, yeah. So I am. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you've just violently <laughs> shaken them off the plate and you haven't realised. Um, and I've given myself a three o'clock... Um, bath time because i reckon if i've been out of the water three quarters of an hour then that's far too long you've got to get back okay. in some water <laughs> no i just mean that it's safe to warm up from the outside yeah you don't want I to do feel it like too i've quickly, warmed up from the inside quite a bit i've had two hot drinks and some hot food now and i'll have another cup of tea and then get in the bath yeah so um i know like at the moment you're just thinking about how horrific it was but do you have any, any any good feelings about the experience yet or do you imagine they'll come later after a few shandies? No, I, I do think there are some good things. I think um, the first bit of it um, was really challenging but it was also really beautiful and clear. The water was very clear until it got deep. Um, and uh, there were definitely points in that first mile when I was swimming and thinking I'm really lucky to be able to do this and look at the surroundings and... Um, this is really incredible. Um, we started to have quite a few quite heavy showers and quite squally kind of moments and then it was very choppy um, and that was quite hard going. Um, yeah. The weirdest thing for me was um, coming towards the finish, there was the last yellow triangle which I had thought would be at five miles and then there'd be a quarter of a mile to go. But the last, last yellow triangle was literally at the finish, wasn't it? I didn't really see the inflatable, well, so I was looking at a few. So the, I saw the last yellow thing, the last yellow triangle, and I thought, okay, good, that's like quarter of a mile, that's like swimming down one side of the lake at Box End. Oh, that's really doable. I'm really knackered, but I can do that. Push on, push on, another ten minutes. And then within a minute... There was the blue arch, and I was in shallow water. The and blue I was arch like, of destiny. Did you enjoy beaching yourself? <laughs> I couldn't beach myself. I tried. I so just run a beach myself. I swam and swam, and then there was a man wearing a really—I don't know if I hallucinated this—bizarre costume, and but standing in the water with a microphone. Um, the announcer had like a bowler hat on, I think, with like light up. Bits. Did he have like? Did he have like? Um, Almost like a circus master. Maybe a sort of bit, bit waistcoaty, bit sort of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, perhaps. And he was like, he was saying to about the man behind me, oh, he doesn't want to get out of the water. And I felt like saying to him, you try standing up after all that time <laughs> swimming. Um, and I didn't say that. And then. Yeah, and he just then... <laughs> held his head under the water until he stopped. <laughs> so it was a bit of a shock. I mean, it was a hugely wonderful shock to finish so suddenly after the yellow triangle. Yeah. Um, a beautiful shock a beautiful shock um and i picked up my wooden coaster which says three miles on it yeah um 
I didn't get a hot drink because the last hot drink on the table, the man said, no, no, you can't have that. There's a skin swimmer behind you. She needs it. And I thought, well, that's absolutely fair enough. Yeah, and then she came and took it and he did a thumbs up at me and then walked away and there were no other hot drinks. So I just went, OK, I'll just not have I'll get one nothing then. then. Um, <laughs> so then I oh, wandered well, you off. Got one. You got one soon after. I wandered off to um, find my, my clogs mm-hmm. and you. And that was that. That was the end of that. Cool. And I'm waffling, really. But That's that, all right. It's yeah, OK. There's definitely positives. Yeah, you, it means you can sleep through Monday now with the... Uh, not having to worry about recording another podcast because we'll just put this out, won't we? No, because we've already. Yeah, I mean, on. next Monday you can sleep for a week. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's definitely going to be things to reflect on and think about as positives. Yeah. Um, but the first thing I was thinking was that was the hardest thing I've ever done, and it was mm. the hardest thing I've ever done. I, yeah. I don't think that you can really compare a marathon and a three mile swim. They're just like so totally different but um Mm. the elements the coldness yeah yeah it was challenging very challenging cool well done well i ran along the east side of the lake and and turned around and came back again so i was watching all the swimmers hats and all the boats and things wandering around looking after them um and there were lots of bikers and a small handful of runners all sort of doing similar sort of things to me yeah. Um, and one set of bikers said, uh, so what's this all about then? And I explained, it's a five-mile and a three-mile swim. And, uh, yeah, they're doing it for fun, just like you are. And one of them said, wow. And he was all in Lycra and, mm. you know, on a, a speedy-looking road bike. And he said, wow, that's a whole other level of fitness, that is. So so take that. Well, the next yeah. time. Well, it's true, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. So well done. Right, so let's sign out now because it's nearly our bath time, Mrs. It is one minute to go. Yeah, counting it down. All right, and we might see you later. Bye. Bye. Good on you, Katie. And all those that participated in the Coniston Water Swim, that was very cold. I was pleased I'm sticking to dry land. Are you still with us? Well, now we've moved to October and Lindsay's going to tell us what she keeps in her bag. Hi, Fetchies. Hi Fetchies, uh, this is the pipe up. Uh, this is Lindsay. Not the pipe up, a pipe Oh sorry, up. I, a pipe A Twickenham up. pipe yes. up. Not yes. Lynn's Court. No. Not Lynn's Court, no, Lynn's no Court. I don't own this one. A, t- uh, a TB. TB Court. TB Court. Yeah. 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 So roll call, this is Lynn's. This is Dips. TB. And and so Dips has a headache and Lynn's has been supplying her <laughs> with medication. So, Lynn, can you please tell us what's in your bag? I will tell you what's in your bag. To see if, if this is what you want. Okay. Hay fever tablet. Indigestion tablet. More hay fever tablets. Are they different type? Uh, yep. A disposable glove. Contact lens lubrication. A biro. Different sanitary towels. <laughs> Some headphones. <laughs> a padlock. <laughs> Another biro. Oh my god. And drum roll, please. Some ibuprofen. Yay! Picture, please. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, 
Maybe she's at walking pharmacy. <laughs> so if anybody else would like to play What's in My Bag, maybe we can have that as a regular feature. <laughs> it was only the front pocket. It was only the front pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part two next week. Okay. Bye. Lynn's D. I've never heard so much laughter of people emptying a handbag. October's a busy month for contributions. This is a lovely contribution from ITG, an ode to Dr. Zeus. Hi Fetchies, ITG here, calling in from North Iceland. It is the truth universally acknowledged that what squares wins eliminates the last thread connecting the average Fetchie to sanity. Last week, while tough competitors and armchair experts were transfixed by the multiplayer, NDW Dave and I thrashed it out in the one-to-one. Dave and I are very evenly matched, and each evening the match would conclude with only a few scores gap. I don't think there was a single night I went to bed with a gap in double figures. Sure enough, Monday morning we both awoke to a three-point gap. I knew Dave would be out there cleaning up any possible squares, and I determined to do the same. As I made my way round a contorted route around my little town, the remnants of my sanity crumbled, and I resorted to poetry. I returned home, uploaded my run, and saw a score of 87-88. I was leading by one square, but I knew Dave would not be so easily defeated and, in the time it took me to take my shower, Dave had gone out and done some jumping jacks in the car park or something. It was definitely not over 88-88. But I still had to walk to work, which would have covered two squares, but my poetic exertions had given me another idea. I give you, with requisite apologies to Dr Zeus, ode to the madness of fetching. I do not like those squares of cake. I like them not, for goodness sake. I do not like them in the dark. I do not like them in the park. I do not like them round my pool. I do not like them near the school. I do not like those squares of cake. I do not like them in the lake. I do not like them by the sea. I do not like them close to me. I do not like them nearby Dave. I will not leave them to that knave. I do not like those squares of cake. I feel they should be mine to take. But I can have them if I like, for I can get them on my bike. See, I like those squares of cake. They are so good, for goodness sake. And I would eat them in the dark, and I would eat them in a park. I shall eat them round my pool, and I shall eat them near the school. I do so like those squares of cake, and I shall eat them in the lake. I shall eat them by the sea, and I shall eat them close to me. I will eat them nearby Dave, and maybe share some with that knave. For I do like those squares of cake. That cake is mine, the squares to take. And I shall have them if I like. I shall eat them on my bike. Indeed, I dug the bike out of the shed where it had been parked for the winter and took a convoluted route to work, collecting some cake from my struggle troubles. The score was 88.95. Dave had run and walked 55 miles, and I'd covered 57 miles on foot, albeit a lot more slowly than Dave, but it was the four miles on the bike that had given me the edge. Dave is not one to give up easily, so he went off down the street on his space hopper with 18 minutes to spare. He uploaded his final effort, but alas, seconds too late. The game was mine. That was terrific, ITG. Very well said. So much fun there, just from cake. Also from October, in fact, podcast 84, at 52 minutes and 20 seconds into the podcast, I know because I've got it on pause, ready to play any time I want to. This is a contribution many of the fetches and probably many other people have listened to and replayed many times. It's well worth listening to again. If maybe all of us tried doing a little bit more gentle smiling this week, whether it would lift up all of our moves. Yeah.
if you're listening to this now, just lift the corners of your mouth. Lift the corners of your mouth. And if you're with someone... <laughs> lift turn... the corners of their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the year so much has happened and not happened it's been an adventure 
and a worry, but half point lifted our spirits with her Scottish adventures. Hey Fetchies, it's Half Pint here. Um, I'm off on a little bit of an adventure at the moment and I know that lots of you are currently in lockdown. Um, so I thought I'd maybe just take you on some of my adventures this week. So at the moment, I'm out near Loch Lagan, which is not a million miles away from Fort William. Um, I'm actually on my way to Fort William to go and see my boy. I've stopped off to do an absolutely lovely walk. Um, so I've wandered along a wee valley um, and come to an absolutely beautiful lochan that sits right underneath a huge quarry, which is a, a kind of cliff face at the back of one of the mountains. Um, and it's an absolutely beautiful day. The sun has been shining um, the whole way out, apart from you kind of tuck in behind the hill so it gets a little bit shaded towards the uh, towards the end of the path. Um, but the, um, the lochan was absolutely beautiful. Um, it was so flat calm that you got a beautiful reflection of the mountain behind. Um, I sat for quite a wee while having my Kit Kat and my coffee for my flask and I had the whole place to myself. It was so peaceful. So I just wanted to share that with you. I'll put, um, probably put a blog up with some photos as well so you can go and have a look at those as well at some point. Um, but I was really lucky. I got, um, I got here early enough that I got out there before anyone else was out. Um, and I've passed a few groups of people on the way back. So I was really privileged to have those kind of 15, 20 minutes whilst I drank my coffee and just enjoy the beautiful surroundings without anyone else around. It was incredibly peaceful. Anyway, that's it for now. I'll probably check in again on one of my other adventures over the next few days. Zip, 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 zip. Hello, Fetchies. It's Half Pint again. I don't know if you can hear that. There's just some geese going by overhead. We actually scared them away a little minute ago as we came down to the beach. Um, I am now standing on a beach in a place called Rochven, which is west of Fort William. Um, I'm standing right by a sea loch, which I've just been swimming in. Um, I arrived last night in the pitch black, so I didn't get a chance to see where I was staying until this morning, and it is absolutely beautiful. Um, because we're on the west coast, there's um, the rocks and things around here are just really distinct. Um, they've got a really um, sort of particular look to them, which I absolutely love. Um, so this morning, I decided to come down to the beach um, and just check things out. And I brought my wetsuit and things down with me, just on the off chance that I fancied going in the water. And I got down and the tide is quite far out. I think we're actually at low water at the moment. Um, so the tide was um, quite far out and I wasn't sure if it was going to be deep enough for me to actually do anything. Um, but I found a lovely little bit of beach and I um, waded out and I probably only swam for not even five minutes because I'm new to this and I don't have a proper wetsuit. And I only have one glove, which is a whole other story. Um, but it's it was absolutely lovely in there, really cold, but um, very invigorating. My arms are tingling and um, my one of my hands was, was pretty numb by the time I was finished and getting out of the water. Um, but having a wonderful time, the dog is going completely bananas on the beach. He just loves it. Um, I'm about to go back to the um, the little chalet thing that I'm staying in and have some smoked salmon and scrambled eggs for breakfast. So I'll maybe catch up with you again later. Zip, 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 zip. 
hey fetchies, it's half pint again. Um, I had a little bit of a technical issue yesterday, so I wasn't actually able to take you on my adventures with me. So I thought I'd give you a little bit of a catch up of what I got up to. So I had a little bit of a leisurely start yesterday after my swim and that was probably exactly what I needed. Um, so I was a bit late getting going. Um, leaving the chalet to go and do a bit of exploring. Um, first thing that we did was we did a walk which um, starts at Castle Teorum, which is a little castle on a tiny little island on Loch Moidart, which is another sea loch. So a um, different sea loch to the one that I was swimming in yesterday morning. Um, and um, it's a really lovely walk. So um, it starts off on something called the Silver Walk that hugs the coastline along Loch Moidart and it's kind of cut into the cliffs and things. So there's some, some really sheer drops and a little bit kind of scrambling over rocks and things. But it looks out over at Loch Moidart and onto the, the wee islands and things that are, are there. Um, and with all the, the kind of autumn colours and the autumn light which just seems to have a, a completely different quality to it that makes everything feel that a little bit more special and um, it just was absolutely stunning completely beautiful and luckily I, I managed to get some photos and things whilst I was doing that section before my phone decided to have a little bit of a paddy and stop playing ball um, the next bit of the walk is actually up a great big um, kind of muddy, boggy hillside, which wasn't quite so pleasant. But um, when you come over the brow of that hill, um, you come back down and there's a couple of little lochens that are really pretty. Um, one of them had a little dam at the end of it, which I've never seen before. Um, and on the other side of the dam, there's a, there's a pipeline that goes down um, a little valley on the other side, which I presume must have been a, a water source for the, the community at some point. Um, the, the pipeline's actually got some broken sections, so actually the water now flows down that valley, down a little burn, which was really lovely. I really love the sound of um, moving water. Um, and I think it just reminds me of kind of family trips and, you know, forest walks and things when I was a child where we would have been, you know, puddling about in streams and burns and playing poo sticks and all of these sorts of things. So I really loved that little bit of the walk as well. Um, and then we sat on the beach and I ate my sandwiches and the dog went a bit mental in the sea and chased a stick and then got a bit too cold because he'd been in the water for too long um, because he's daft like that. Um, so after that, we headed out the kind of Ardnamurchan Peninsula and the original plan had been to do a walk when we got over there, but I kind of ran out of time just because I had a leisurely start to the day and I kind of really took my time over the first walk that we did and just kind of savoured um, all of the lovely views and, and kind of just took my time over it. So didn't have time to do the walk, but we, um, we drove right the way out and it is a little bit of an epic journey to get out to the Ardnamurchan point. Um, it's basically about 20 miles of twisty twiny single track road with cows in the road and sheep in the road and some deer crossing over. Um, but when you get out to the end, you get to the lighthouse at Ardnamurkin Point, which is, I think, the most westerly point on mainland Scotland. It might be the most westerly point on mainland Britain, but I'm not 100% sure. Um 
so we just we we literally we spent probably about an hour getting there and then just spent probably about 15 20 minutes just mooching about round about the outside of the the lighthouse which is closed at the moment um because it's the wrong time of year um kind of just clambering about around the outside um looking at the sea and the the waves crashing on the rocks below us um and it was it was really lovely um and you could kind of look out over onto the islands and things from there as well so it, it was really really nice um and then we had the the long drive back um down those little twisty twiny roads again um and back to the little chalet and it just it was just really lovely to kind of end the day in a little cozy chalet um, there's no Wi-Fi, there's no TV, so I've kind of been reading my book and um, I downloaded a couple of films onto the laptop as well. Um, drinking some Thistle Cross cider, which um, made for a lovely evening last night as well. So it was a really nice second day to my trip. Hey Fetchies, there's a little bit of wind noise on the next bit, so just might want to turn down your volume a little bit. I've tried to get the volume right so that you can hear half pint speaking um, and the wind isn't too um, horrible on your ears. But yeah, you might just want to put that volume down a couple of notches just for this next bit. Hey, Fetchies. Uh, this is a really, really quick um, little check-in. We're at the beach in Kamskar, absolutely beautiful beach. Um, I have seen it looking more beautiful here it is very windy it's a bit wet probably sounds worse than it is just because the wind is driving the rain into the back of me um and i'm hoping you can hear the waves crashing as well despite the fact that it is a miserable day it's still lovely down here and the dog is having a whale of a time chasing his ball see you later zip 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 hey fetchies me again so um, we're nearing the end of our little adventure on the west coast of Scotland. Um, it's been a great day today. Lots of different things happening. Um, I've got one more night and then I'm heading home tomorrow, but I'll, I'll do some other bits and pieces tomorrow before I head up the road. Um, so today um, we, we spent some time on the beach, um, just really enjoying um, exploring the beaches. So there's actually four little beaches at Camastaric that are separated by little rocky outcrops and um, because the tide was in a wee bit we had to kind of clamber over the top of the, the rocks to kind of get to each of the little beaches so it's quite nice to kind of go over the top of one um, little rocky section and kind of see what the next beach looks like and it's really stunning there in the summer it's kind of white beaches and the kind of crystal clear waters um, I've actually kayaked from that beach um, previously and it was one of my favourite kayaking trips. But today it was a bit different, but um, great, but just in a completely different way. So really amazing to kind of be in nature and just kind of feel that kind of raw power of um, of the elements and be buffeted about by the wind and sort of the, the power of the sea. Um, it was really evident with the, the waves kind of crashing on the beach and against the rocks. So that was really lovely. And then we popped through to Malague, which is kind of best known as being the place where you get the ferry across to Skye. Um, had a little bit of a mooch about Malague, but um, at this time of year, we're kind of out with the tourist season, so there wasn't really too much to see and do there. Went in, um, in search of a cup of tea and a cake, but couldn't really find anywhere that was open that I could take the dog in. So we just actually hopped back in the car and drove back along that bit of coastline. 
um, back towards Fort William and I stopped at Glenfinnan on the way back across, which is um, probably famous for the the Glenfinnan viaduct, which the the steam train, the Jacobite steam train goes over. And that's um, kind of features in the Harry Potter films, if any of you are fans of Harry Potter. So from the car park, I could kind of see the viaduct just through the rain. But I actually really just stopped there to eat my lunch. Um, and kind of look at the view as much as I could with the, the weather being quite as, as dire as it was today. Um, and then from there, just on through to Fort William, and I went to the climbing wall in Fort William, which is called Three Wise Monkeys. Um, it's in a converted church, and um, it's just uh, they've made a really great use of the space that they've got available there. They've got a lovely little cafe, a wee seating area that overlooks the bowling room. Um... And I spent a good couple of hours in the bulging room and it's just really nice to climb somewhere different, actually. I've I've only done maybe about four climbs since we came out of lockdown at my own kind of wall in Inverness. And so I'm just getting back into things. I'm not feeling particularly strong in terms of climbing, but it's coming back fairly quickly. So it was really nice to just be in a, at a different wall and... Um, the 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 root settings just it's a bit different the walls a little bit different to what I'm used to so I had a really good time uh, stopped off to see my boy before I came home but but purely because he has my other neoprene glove so tomorrow if I um, make it down to the beach to go for a swim I will actually have two gloves so I will hopefully have two warm hands for my swim tomorrow morning so like I say last day tomorrow um, the plan at the moment is probably to do some sort of little walk and then I'm going to go to the Nevis Range um, mountain bike trails and have a little bit of a bit of fun on my bike before I head for home again. Zip, 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 zip. Hey veggies, it's half pint again. So you join me on my fourth and final day of my little Highland adventure. Sorry if I sound a little bit out of breath, I'm just out for a walk with the dog. We're um, It's about midday at the moment, we're walking around Cow Hill, which is a hill that sits at the back of Fort William. Um, so it's not a massive walk, but it's it's a really nice one. You get views right down over Fort William and kind of all the hills round about. Um, just giving the dog a bit of a, a leg stretch and get him a bit of exercise because he's going to have to be in the car for a little while whilst I go and ride my bike for a wee while. Um, so I've actually been up since really early this morning. The dog woke me at 5.30 needing out and I, I did go back to bed and I dozed a little bit and I read my book. But as soon as it was light enough, I uh, got up and put my wetsuit on and popped down for one last swim in the loch before I head home. Um, I didn't pick the best spot this morning. I had to wade out really quite far before I found water deep enough to swim in. But it was it was lovely anyway. Really cold. I had two gloves, so I had two warm hands this time. Um, and just kind of splashed about for probably about five minutes not too long and then back to the chalet and packed up all the kit there's so much kit for this trip with all the different activities that I've been doing um, finally got the car loaded up at about 11 o'clock and, and now I'm kind of meandering my way home catch you later hey fitchies um, you join me for my final instalment you'll probably be glad to hear 
Um, I hope you've enjoyed coming on a little West Highland adventure with me and not being too frustrated. I know that most of you are probably in lockdown at the moment. Um, I'm really lucky to live in an area where um, the restrictions are not too tight at the moment and I can move within my own area. So I've been really lucky to be able to do this trip. Um, I just thought it might be nice for you guys to come with me on the trip. So I've just had a really quick blast around the trails at Nevis Range. Probably only spent just over an hour on the bike. I'm absolutely knackered. Um, it's about four o'clock in the afternoon. I've got a couple of hours to drive home. So I'm just going to go and hit the road. And it's been lovely having you with me. Half pint words created a picture. Many of us felt like we were in and wanted to see for ourselves. Thanks, half pint. Still doing some crochet, I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm on the last but one square of my youngest son's cushion that he has chosen. Yeah. And then I've got to sew all the squares together yeah. um, and do that. But I'm I'm still about 80% through my middle son's cushion because I've run out of wool and I keep procrastinating about how the back of it looks. It yeah. doesn't look how I want it to look. No, it's got a bit um, of an interesting taper thing going on. Mm, I mean, that texturally looks quite nice. It looks nice, nice but it is definitely tapering. <laughs> yeah. A tapered cushion, that's a thing, right? Yeah, but the problem is, is that the front of the cushion is definitely completely square. Yeah. Just, you know, tell him it's some kind of ergonomic cushion Design. thing. Yeah, mm. he'll, he'll buy that, definitely. I don't think he will buy that. He works for Dyson. Okay. If it's someone, if there's anyone who's an expert on ergonomic design in our in our extended family, yeah. I think it's probably him. Most likely, yeah. Oh. And, a, and a bit of QA for you here. I've noticed that two of these owls don't have eyes. Yeah, I have got to do four eyes um, yeah. and also one set of ears. Uh, are they ears? Well, you know, the pointy bits on owls. Are they ears? They are ears. <laughs> 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 so many fetches and so many contributions let's have a listen to all the different accents that have made this crowdsourced piece for december here's the grinch 2020 christmas poem every who down in whoville liked christmas a lot but the grinch who lived just north of whoville did not the grinch hated christmas the whole christmas season now please don't ask why no one quite knows the reason it could be, perhaps, that his shoes were too tight. It could be his head wasn't screwed on just right. But I think that the most likely reason of all... May have been that his heart was two sizes too small. But whatever the reason, his heart or his shoes, he stood there on Christmas Eve hating the Who's, staring down from his cave with a sour, grinchy frown at the warm lighted windows below in their town. For he knew every who down in Whoville beneath was busy now hanging a holly who wreath. And they're hanging their stockings, he snarled with a sneer. Tomorrow is Christmas, it's practically here. 
Then he growled, with his Grinch fingers nervously drumming. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. For tomorrow I know all the Who girls and boys will wake bright and early. They'll rush for their toys. And then, oh, the noise, oh, the noise, noise, noise. There's one thing I hate, all the noise, 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 noise. And they'll shriek, squeaks and squeals, racing round on their wheels. They'll blow their flu-fluvers, flu-flu-flu-flu. They'll bang their tartukas. They'll blow their hoo-hoopers, they'll bang their guard-dukas. They'll spin their trumtukas, they'll slam their slew-slunkers. They'll beat their blump bloopers, they'll wham their wamzookas. And they'll play noisy games like Zoo-Zitakazi. A roller skate type of lacrosse and croquet. And then they'll make ear-splitting noises galooks. On their great big electro-hucanio flukes. Then the who's, young and old, will sit down to a feast. And they'll feast. And they'll feast, and they'll feast, 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 feast. They'll feast on who pudding and who roast beast. Rural's beast is a feast I can't stand in the least. And then they'll do something I hate most of all. Every who down in Whoville, the tall and the small. They'll stand close together with Christmas bells ringing. They'll stand hand in hand and those who's will start singing. And they'll sing, and they'll sing, and they'll sing, 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 sing. And the more the Grinch thought of this Who Christmas sing, the more the Grinch thought, I must stop this whole thing. Why, for 53 years I've put up with it now. I must stop Christmas from coming. But how? Then he got an idea. An awful idea. The Grinch got a wonderful, awful idea. I know just what to do, the Grinch laughed in his throat. I'll make a quick Santa Claus hat and a coat. And he chuckled and clucked. What a great Grinchy trick. With this coat and this hat, I'll look just like St Nick. All I need is a reindeer, the Grinch looked around. But since reindeer are scarce, there were none to be found. Did that stop the Grinch? Ha! Huh. The Grinch simply said, If I can't find a reindeer, I'll make one instead. So he took his dog Max and he took some black thread. And he tied a big horn on top of his head. Then he loaded some bags and some old empty sacks on a ramshackle sleigh and he whistled for Max. Then the Grinch said, Giddy up! And the sleigh started down towards the homes where the Who's lay a snooze in their town. All their windows were dark. No one knew he was there. All the Who's were all dreaming, sweet dreams without care. When he came to the first little house of the square, This is stop number one, the old Grinchy Claws hissed. As he climbed to the roof, empty bags in his fist. Then he slid down the chimney, a rather tight pinch. But if Santa could do it, then so could the Grinch. He got stuck only once. For a minute or two, then he stuck his head out of the fireplace flue, where the little who stockings hung all in a row. These stockings, he grinched, are the first things to go. Then he slithered and slunk with a smile most unpleasant around the whole room, and he took every present. Popguns, pampoogas, pantookas and drums, checkerboards, bizzlebigs, popcorn and plums. And he stuffed them in bags, then the Grinch, very nimbly, stuffed all the bags one by one up the chimney. Then he slunk to the icebox. He took the Who's feast. He took the Who pudding. He took the roast beast. He cleaned out that icebox as quick as a flash. Why? 
That Glink even took the last can of ho-hash. Then he stuffed all the food up the chimney with glee. Now, Glink the Grinch, I will stuff up the tree. As the Grinch took the tree, as he started to shove, he heard a small sound, like the coo of a dove. He turned around fast, and he saw a small who. Little Cindy Lou Who, who was no more than two, she stared at the Grinch and said... Santa Claus who? Why are you taking our Christmas tree? Why? But, you know, that old Grinch was so smart and so slick. He thought up a lie and he thought it up quick. Why, my sweet little tot, the fake Santa Claus lied. There's a light on this tree that won't light on one side. So I'm taking it home to my workshop, my dear. I'll fix it up there, then I'll bring it back here. And he's fibful of the child, then he patted her head. And he got her a drink, and he sent her to bed. And when Cindy Lou Who was in bed with her cup, he crept to the chimney and stuffed the tree up. Then he went up the chimney himself, the old liar, and the last thing he took was the log for their fire. On their walls he left nothing but hooks and some wire. And the one speck of food that he left in the house was a crumb that was even too small for a mouse. Then he did the same thing to the other whose houses, leaving crumbs much too small for the other whose mouses. It was a quarter of dawn, all the who's still abed, all the who's still a snooze when he packed up his sled. Packed it up with their presents, their ribbons, their wrappings, their snoof and their fuzzles. The tringlers and trappings. Ten thousand feet up, up the side of Mount Crumpet, he rode with his load to the tip top to dump it. Poo poo to the who's, he was grinchily humming. They're finding out now that no Christmas is coming. They're just waking up. I know just what they'll do. Their mouths will hang open a minute or two. Then the who's down in Whoville will all cry. That's a noise, grinned the Grinch, that I simply must hear. He paused and the Grinch put a hand to his ear and he did hear a sound rising over the snow. It started in low, then it started to grow. But this sound wasn't sad. Why, this sound sounded glad. Every who down in Whoville, the tall and the small, was singing without any presents at all. He hadn't stopped Christmas from coming, it came. Somehow or other, it came just the same. And the Grinch, with his Grinch feet ice cold in the snow, stood puzzling and puzzling. How could it be so? It came without ribbons. It came without tags. It came without packages, boxes or bags. Puzzled and puzzed till his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas perhaps means a little bit more. And what happened then, when in Whoville, they say, that the Grinch's small heart grew three sizes that day? And then the true meaning of Christmas came through. And the Grinch found the strength of ten Grinches. Plus two. And now that his heart didn't feel quite so tight, he whizzed his load through the bright morning light. With a smile to his soul, he descended Mount Crumpet. Cheerily blowing, hoo-hoo, on his trumpet. He rode into Whoville. He brought back their toys. He brought back their floof to the Who girls and boys. He brought back their snoof and their tringlers and fuzzles. Brought back their pantukas, their dafflers and wuzzles. He brought everything back. All the food for the feast. And he, he himself, 
The Grinch carved the roast beast. Welcome, Christmas. Bring your cheer. Cheer to all who's far and near. Christmas Day is in our grasp, so long as we have hands to grasp. Christmas Day will always be. Just as long as we have we. Welcome Christmas while we stand, heart to heart and hand in hand. There we go, Fetches. That is part two of the Crowdsource podcast, Crowdsource poem, Fetches song, ITG's poem, and all the wonderful contributors through uh, 2020 as a whole. Thank you to each and every one of you. Thanks for being there for us, and thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for putting together the regular podcast, Ian and Katie, and spending time doing so. Once again, how far has been trawling through the year? He's had his C90 tapes out and C60 tapes out, cut, spliced, got his uh, paste out, seller tape out, and put it all together again. Thanks for the time and effort that you put into this podcast, how far. All I've done is sit on my bed, talk into the microphone, and send him an email with all the contributions. Take care of yourselves, fetches. All the very, very best. There we go, fetches. That is part two of the Crowdsource podcast, Crowdsource poem, fetches song, ITG's poem, and all the wonderful contributors through uh, 2020 as a whole. Thank you to each and every one of you. Thanks for being there for us, and thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for putting together the regular podcast, Ian and Katie, and spending time doing so. Once again, how far has been trawling through the year? He's had his C90 tapes out and C60 tapes out, cut, spliced, got his uh, paste out, seller tape out, and put it all together again. Thanks for the time and effort that you put into this podcast, how far. All I've done is sit on my bed, talk into the microphone, and send him an email with all the contributions. Take care for now. I've been Fen and Flyer. Love and kisses, best wishes, virtual hugs to you all. Take care. Bye-bye. Still listening? Hello, Fetchies. This is Bear for M. I wanted to let you know about the Bear for Arms virtual meetup happening tonight on Microsoft Teams at half past seven. Those of us who attended the inaugural event in December had a lot of fun. And I thought with today being Blue Monday, another dose of Fetchy Magic was in order. Everybody is welcome. Please come along and meet new Fetchies or see Fetchies that you haven't seen for quite a while. Details of how to join are in my blog or on the forum post. Look forward to seeing you later. Bye.